Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we're um, going to be reading it for your NIV, Isaiah 17, 1-14, and then ESV, Exodus 27, 1-21. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. An oracle against Damascus. An oracle concerning Damascus. See, Damascus will no longer be a city, but will become a heap of ruins. The cities of Aurora will be deserted, and the left... And left to flocks, which will lie down, with no one to make them afraid. The fortified city will disappear from Ephraim, and royal power from Damascus. The remnant of Aram will be like the glory of the Israelites, declares the Lord Almighty. In that day the glory of Jacob will fade. The fat of his body will waste away. It will be as when a reaper gathers the standing grain. And harvest the grain with his arm. And when a man gleans a heads of grain in the valley of Rephaim, yet some gleanings will remain. And when an olive tree is beaten, leaving two or three olives on the topmost branches, four or five on the first fruit, fruitful boughs, declares the Lord, the God of Israel. In that day, men will look to their maker and turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel. They will not look to the altars, the work of their hands, and they will have no regard for Asherah poles, and the incense altars their fingers have made. In that day, their strong cities, which they left because of the Israelites, will be like places abandoned to thickets and undergrowth, and all will be desolate. You have forgotten God, your Savior. <clears throat> you have remembered the rock. You have not remembered the rock, your fortress. Therefore, though you set on the finest plants and plant imported vines, though on the day you set them out, you make them grow. And on the morning when you plant them, you bring them to bud. Yet the harvest will harvest will be as nothing. And the day of the disease... And the incurable pain on the raging of many nations, they rage like the raging sea on on the uproar of the peoples. They roar like the roaring of great waters, although the peoples roar like the roar of surging waters. When he rebukes them, they flee far away. Driven before the wind, they chaff on the hills like tumbleweed before a gale. In the evening, sudden terror before the morning, they are gone. This is the portion of those who loot us, the lot of those who plunder us. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament, to your ESV reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in um, Exodus 27, 1-21, and then John 9, 1-41. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. The bronze altar. You shall make the altar of Kasha woods five cubits long and five cubits broad. The altar shall be, should be square. And its height shall be three cubits. You shall make horns for it on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. And you shall overlay it with bronze. You shall mock pots for it to receive its its ashes. And shovels and basins and forks and fire pans. You shall make all its utensils of bronze. You shall also make for it a grating and a network of bronze. And on the net you shall make four bronze rings at, at its four corners and you shall set it under the ledge of the altar so that the net extends halfway down the altar and you shall make poles for the 
altar, poles of Akasha wood, and overlay them with bronze, and the poles shall be through the rings, so that the poles are the other sides of the altar when it is carried. You shall make it hollow with boards, as it has been shown you on the mountain, so shall it be. Shall it to so shall it be made. The court of the tabernacle. You shall make the court of the tabernacle on the south side. The court shall have hangings of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits long for one side. It's twenty pillars, and their twenty bases shall be of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets should be of silver. Likewise, and likewise for its length on the north side, there shall be hangings of a hundred cubits long, its pillars twenty and three bases twenty of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets should be of silver. And the breadth of the court of the west side, there shall be hangings for fifty cubits with ten pillars and ten bases. The breadth of the court on the front to the east side shall be fifty cubits. The hangings for the one side of the gate shall be fifty cubits with three pillars and three bases. On the other side of the hangings shall be fifteen cubits with their three pillars and three bases. For the gate of the court where there shall be a screen twenty cubits long of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen embroidered and with needlework. It shall have four pillars and weigh them four bases. All the pillars around the court shall be filled, filleted with silver. Their hooks shall be of silver and their bases of bronze. The length of the court shall be a hundred cubits, the breadth fifty, and, and the height five cubits with hangings on of the fine twine linen and bases of bronze. All the utensils of, of the tabernacle for every use and all its pegs and all the pegs of the court shall be of bronze. Oil for the lamp. You shall command the people of Israel that they bring to you pure beaten olive oil for light, that a lamp may regardly, regularly be set up to burn in the tent of meeting outside the veil that is before the testimony. Aaron and his sons shall tend it from every evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever to be a to be observed throughout their generations by the people of Israel. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Okay, so now we're in uh, John 9, 1 through 41. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Jesus heals a man born blind. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I, I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, has spit, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him 
before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So the so they said to him, Then how were your your eyes open? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and wanted to meet my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been bl been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received the sight, his sight and asked them, Is your son what you say was born, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, He is of age. He will at speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put on out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who, was, who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner or I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was born blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he, say he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? They and they reviled him, saying, You are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does not does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him, saying, Jesus said, 
for judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see me may see, and those who have who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this, because these things, and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just praise you. I thank you for everything. Lord, I just ask that you watch over us. Keep us safe from the enemy, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.